Good morning. You're listening to the Sahaja Yoga radio program, and we'll be with you over the next hour, during which time we'll take you through a simple process by which you can achieve your self-realization, as taught by Her Holiness Sri Mataji Niramaladevi, who is the founder of Sahaja Yoga. With me today are Anil Satishetti and Leanne Huet, and this week we're going to talk about the Sahasrara, which is the seventh and final chakra in our subtle system. At this point, I'll backtrack a degree. For those who are listening for the first time, you'll be asking yourself, what are they talking about? What's Sahaja Yoga? Who's Sri Mataji? What's a chakra? Leanne, could you tell us, uh, give us a general introduction to Sahaja Yoga? Thank you, Justin. Sahaja Yoga was formed uh, by Srimataji Nimala Devi. Srimataji Nimala Devi is the founder of Sahaja Yoga. Sahaja meaning spontaneous. Spontaneous because we are dealing with an energy which is within all of us called our Kundalini. The Kundalini is a spiritual energy which is found at the base of our spine, at the sacrum bone. And through the process of our self-realization, meaning having the desire to awaken this divine energy which is in, within us, to awaken the kundalini, take it through the seven chakras. I'll explain a little bit later on what the chakras mean. Take it through to the last chakra, the sahasrara, which is found at the fontanelle area at the top of our heads. And here we can feel the manifestation of this kundalini as a cool breeze coming out of our heads and also on our hands. Um, Shimatajini Maladevi was born in India 75 years ago and has for the past 25 years worked tirelessly teaching and giving pe people their self-realization en masse. En masse meaning that a large group of people are receiving their self-realization and getting this experience of the Kundalini awakening. Um, Shimataji was born in a small town in India. She is married to uh, Circe P, a man who works for the UN. She has two daughters. She has four grandchildren. And uh, when her married life, um, her family life had been established, then Shimataji decided to go and teach uh, Sahaja Yoga. Shimataji also did uh, studies in medicine, trying to understand how the human body works, how it's formed, uh, the permeations and combinations of our subtle body. Um, she then uh, worked on the Sahastra, which is the last chakra, which is the last point in man's evolution, we could say, in actually feeling the cool breeze of the Kundalini coming from our Sahastra. Um, and this is very important in this day and age because man has evolved from the amoeba coming through many stages to his present state today where man is seeking his spiritual uh, ascent, seeking the spiritual knowledge which is within him. And this is where Sahaja Yoga is important and where the rising of the Kundalini is very important because without the self-realization we're not connected. Um, we are then become connected to the mains, we could say. We are 
put in tune with our spirit. And this experience of self-realization is experienced in the heart and you can actually feel it and I really mean an emphasis on the word feel you can feel your own divinity because it's something which is yours it's something which is happening with inside you on your central nervous system it's not a mental project it's not a mental projection it's not a mental process everything is very much happens within you um, you can feel your spirit within you this response is happening in the heart and this is uh, where we can feel the joy, the spirit, and the love. Um, just briefly speaking about chakras, there are seven chakras within us, starting from the Kundalini, going through the, to the Sarastara. Each week we've been briefly explain, explaining what each chakra means. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Sarastara. And um, now I'll hand it over to Justin and we're going to talk a little bit about what the Sarastara Chakra is all about. Thanks Leanne. Um, so you can start uh, relaxing. Um, as, as we said we'll take you through your realization yesterday but just uh, stay relaxed and try and keep your attention at the top of your head and this will help your relaxation and uh, it'll help you become more peaceful. Okay, so now we're going to listen to a song by Ayub Ogada called Kothbiro.
Sahasrara, our attention becomes uh, integrated with all the qualities of the chakras in our subtle system. And we could describe it as we feel it, when we go into our Sahasrara, our, our life force, and this is a life force that is the same energy that's going through our system that makes our heart beat, that makes, that creates the world and uh, makes the world what it is. It's uh, what we have, what appears in nature, and so on. The, the all. When I say the qualities of all the chakras, <clears throat> I mean the when you are in your sahasrara, you ach you have a achieve a state of complete thoughtless awareness. But at the same time, you can you can feel the qualities, the emotions of all, all your various different energy centers, your, your different emotions. And the, these appear not as anything which is on the left side or the right side. Leanne was talking about our su subtle system has a left side and a right side. The left side is to do with the emotions in the past. The right side is to do with action and forward thinking. We remain in the center. And as our attention becomes stronger, we can remain for longer periods in the Sahasrara. And when we do that, we go through life much more peacefully, calmly, but ironically, it would seem more dynamically. There is, our Kundalini is working everything out if we let it, if we remain thoughtlessly aware in the present. And the Kundalini does it in a very subtle way, but also when you look back and you see something that has worked out that you really weren't thinking was going to work out. You think that it's worked out very dramatically, but at the same time, it's worked out very, very nicely, very peacefully. The, the, um, in order to make it happen, we need to remain in the present. That's one of the most important points, and we can actually do that automatically when we meditate every day um, 15 minutes is is w would suffice um, but because it's a very enjoyable calming process we can actually we we can do it for longer um, if we so choose if we enjoy it we've got what what we must remember is that sahaja yoga is tailor-made for the person you can you can go as deep as you want you can use it for your life it's 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 a very it's a spiritual yoga obviously <clears throat> but it's also, as I say, something that you can uh, adapt to your lifestyle. So, Leanne is now going to read a piece drawing from the knowledge of the American Indians. Thank you, Justin. I'm going to read a piece from a book called The Wisdom Keepers, which I find is a fantastic book. It's by Steve Wall and Harvey Arden, and it's full of wonderful pieces, Indians speaking about their life, their spiritual beliefs and I'm going to read a piece called The Origin of Our People by Starleaf. A beautiful dove flew over the earth and dropped a bit of blood from its wounded wing onto Mother Nature's warm breast. Many Indians believed this might be so for the trees sang softly and their branches swayed gracefully up and down in the gentle winds fanning the spot where the, where the blood had landed. A bit of sunshine, a drop of rain, a puff of life from the great spirit, and he gently breathed upon the spot, created the American Indians. They were well-formed and agile,
copper-colored and proud. Starleaf sighs. Today we need a revolution to survive. So much has been taken, so much has been lost. We hardly know our language or culture anymore. That was taken from us, along with the land, and yes, even the sea and the streams. When I was a girl, the water was so clean and clear, we bathed and washed our clothes in it. Now there's so much pollution, no one wants to set foot in it. What a difference between the white man's way and the Indian's way. That's beautiful. And I, I think it's, uh, it, bring, it, it shows you that what you can appreciate when, you're, when you achieve this thoughtless awareness. I think uh, one always, uh, you, you, you can look at nature and, and just enjoy. It's like being in, a, in, a, in an art gallery and admiring, admiring a picture. You look at it and you become thoughtless when you're looking at it and you remember everything that's going on in that picture, don't you? When you, when you take it away, you take it away with you in your mind. Yes, which the American Indians, they live by the spirit and it manifests in their actions, the way they live. And it's very important that perhaps that we, the white man, <laughs> could learn a lot from them also. Mm -hmm. Yes, Stuart. <coughs> Excuse me. Another another quality of the Sasrara, which I didn't point out earlier on, is that we we go into a collective consciousness. Initially, it's uh, an unconsciousness because we have to grow in our in our spiritual in our spirituality. Uh, C. J. Jung spoke of the collective unconsciousness unconsciousness common to all mankind, and when we are in our sasrara, we achieve this unconsciousness. And then, as we go on, uh, we, we become aware of, our unconscious becomes aware of our consciousness. And that's, <clears throat> that's very difficult to understand on the rational level. It's something only that you can experience. And once you can experience it, once you experience it, you understand what it's all about. Yes, because also seated in the Sahasrara <coughs> is the heart. The heart is seated in the Sahasrara. And this is an important factor because then we are controlled by the heart, which is the spirit, which is the joy, where we feel the love. Otherwise, it's just a mental process and the brain takes over and the ego takes over. And the ego and the brain do not nourish the heart. It becomes artificial. And we become like artificial people, being dominated by machines, becoming like machines a little bit ourselves. And um, people can be easily manipulated by other people and influenced by other people. We're not living by our spirits. We're not living as ourselves. Self, self-realization, becoming connected with that spirit which is within us. Mm -hmm. That's right. I think it's... Um since we're talking about Sastrara, uh, I noticed uh, these days that when I was young, we didn't have any con that collective consciousness within us. That uh, you know, we, we didn't have that uh, like green place and environment and all these things. And children today are very conscious of this fact. Actually, that they, they're talking about green space, they're talking about uh, Mother Earth, and I think it's all this spirituality started to happening like like Sastrara. It's all started integrate and everything it's uh, in into the conscious of consciousness of uh, uh, the today generation and uh, and the racism and all these pity things uh, which uh, for this generation I think it's it's uh, very vague they actually don't even consider these sort of things 
And this is one of the gift of Sastara, I think that I believe that this is all is started to integrate all these uh, qualities of Sastara and qualities of uh, uh, humanity, as you said, like uh, that piece about Indian. And it, it's, it's, you can see it's, uh, it's happening uh, slowly, don't you think? Yes, it's certainly an evolutionary process. And I think more and more people, their, their awareness is becoming more in tune with what the world's all about, which is the the energy of the world we're becoming more sensitive to it again we we've become extremely desensitized over the last 20 or 30 years and i think the the our evolution is taking us back to it thank goodness <laughs> um we're now going to listen to a talk by sri mataji nirmala devi in which she tells us how we can achieve collective consciousness which occurs when our kundalini pierces the fontanelle bone at the top of our head that's the bone right at the top of our head which is very soft in in babies and our attention rises to the sahasrara when that happens and we become thoughtlessly aware this large judgment is going to be done by this kundalini the power within you this is your own power it has to be awakened and once it is awakened it passes through these centers as told to you and lets you know that these are your problems these are the problems of your chakras. They may be physical, they may be emotional, they be, could be also spiritual. And once you know these problems, and if you know how to solve these problems, you can be a very normal, sensible, balanced personality. <coughs> That's not the only thing that happens when you get your self-realization. Firstly, what happens to you is that when the Kundalini passes through your Agya Chakra, then you become thoughtlessly aware. If you see all the sciences they have created after religion, of, about religion, the talks and the whole thing, is just mental. It's not inside, it's not innate, built within. So one thought rises, another thought falls, another thought rises and falls down. Some come from the future, some come from the past. And we are jumping on the cusp, cusp of these thoughts. But if you say now, this is the present, stop your mind at this top point, which is the present. You can't, you just can't do it. Between these thoughts, <coughs> there is a gap. This gap is the present, but it's so small, it's so small that you cannot find it. But when the Kundalini passes through your this center, then these two institutions as you see them, the conditioning and the ego, are just sucked in. As a result you become thoughtlessly aware, means there is no thought. But you are absolutely aware, very much more aware. For example, if you look at this beautiful hall without thoughtless awareness, with the thoughtless awareness, then the whole picture becomes like a photo in your mind. Whole thing is stored up into every detail so clearly. Because present is the truth, past is finished and future doesn't exist. So to come to the present, 
you have to have this new awareness called, called as thoughtless awareness. But when she crosses over and pierces through your fontanelle bone area, which is the actualization of your baptism. Just people talk of baptism, come along, I'll baptize you. It's not possible that way. It's just an artificial ritual. Try to understand. This is not going to render that actual happening within you, which is going to make you grow spiritually. So the actualization of baptism takes place, and you can feel also from your fontanelle bone area a kind of a cool breeze of the Holy Ghost coming in. Feel extremely relaxed. Secondly, that you jump into another higher awareness, which we call as collective consciousness. <clears throat> this means that not only that you can feel your own centers on your fingertips, because these cool vibrations, you can call them, start flowing through your own hands. You can feel them. But also you get the information about others, as well as about yourself on these fingertips. Automatically, you become like a person who is a computer. It starts working in such a wonderful manner that you can find out about any disease, any trouble, without going through all the diagnosis or anything. And if you know how to cure these troubles physically, mentally, you can definitely cure yourself and also others if you have reached that state and have permanently achieved it. This is what has to happen to us. All of us have to achieve that state, which is your right to achieve it. Sahaja means with you is born. This yoga means the union. The union with this all-pervading power of God's love. It exists or not, we have never bothered to find out. <clears throat> we see these beautiful flowers, very beautiful flowers and everything around. When I came from Sydney, I saw the beauty the nature had just spread for the pleasure of human beings. <clears throat> we never even think how it has happened. What has worked it out, all these living things? We don't even think how this eye of ours is such a beautiful camera, how it has been made, how is it, this brain, which is such a great computer, how is it made?
that was Kiri Takanoa singing Ave Maria. Just continuing on a little bit about the Sahasrara Chakra, it's very important to realize why there is this abundance of seekers in the world today seeking something more than just materialism, seeking something deeper. And it can only be found within us. And I think Shumantaji has given us the way now to our ascent by giving people en masse self-realization. And it's very important to understand why Shumataji is here with us today and the significance of Sahaja Yoga and the awakening of the Kundalini within us. Because thousands of years ago, many people were seeking this self-realization. The Buddha achieved it. Many great souls achieved it. But how can we, the everyday man, in our lives, living in this world a bit hectic and a bit too aggressive and materialistic, achieve our self-realization. And it's very important to know that it's such a simple, such a easy process, and all we have to do is have the desire. But it is a very deep process. It's a very major happening for mankind today. And Sri Mataji has opened the way to open this Sarastraya. And nobody else has been able to do that up until now. But, of course, once the Sarastraya is open, you're just touching the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more to learn, so much further to go, deeper within ourselves, and to really have the divine living within us and to live a saintly life. Um, but what we have to be very much aware of is our ego. Our ego is running along with us trying to bring us down. All sorts of negativity and influences are there to bring us down, to say, oh, no, I can't give up this, I can't do that. In fact, in Sahaja Yoga, there's nothing to give up. We've got all to gain. And this is very important. You've got nothing to... don't have to pay any money. Sahaja Yoga is free. You don't have to change your mode of life. You are completely integrated with such a natural process, just like our breathing. But it will be our ego there saying this and that, na 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 na. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the ego is there to dominate us and to to, to bring us down. And um, the more we put into this simple process of the meditation, the more we get out of it. Mm. And uh, from up there in our Sahasrara, we have the. We have the power that our Kundalini gives us the ability to use our mind as a tool. We we can become the master of our mind as opposed to always being subject to our mind's whims and desires. We can actually, we can do what we want still, but we we become much more, uh, we can discriminate more between right and wrong and direct ourselves through the various obstacles in life um, so that we can stay... Uh, peaceful, uh, harmonious. We don't change on the outside, it's just on the inside, isn't it? As we become more established, as we get to know ourselves more, and we're able to become more a master of ourselves, and as I say, all these qualities are manifested. Now, Anil is going to read a piece from Rabindranath Tagore, from the Jitanjali. It's it's a, a nice poem this one uh, when I read this poem uh, I thought that this is what's really happening to all seekers that we, we touch sometimes this uh, depth and this uh, quietness within us every now and then and we realize that this this some power is there and uh, and the poets of course uh, they put it into words 
So this is this poem by Tagore. On the day when the lotus bloomed, alas, my mind was straying, and I knew it not. My basket was empty, and the flower remained unheeded. Only now and again a sadness fell upon me, and I started up from my dream and felt a sweet trace of a strange fragrance in the south wind. That vague sweetness made my heart ache with longing, and it seemed to me that it was the eager breath of the summer seeking for its completion. I knew not that then it was so near that I was mine, and that this perfect sweetness had blossomed, had blossomed in the depth of my own heart. So it's it's like uh, that poet felt that there's something had happened to him, and that that consciousness within him, or uh, that I guess it's a Kundalini awakening process, that he felt that some some sort of peace, or some sort of it, it, something touched his soul, and he he wasn't sure what it was, and so he's sort of putting it word that there was something, there's something happened to me, but I wasn't, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's things like that uh, happening. Uh, you all the uh, seekers down there, and people who are listening, that there are certain things that have happened to us in our lives, and then. When you go back then we say, what, you know, what was it? What that moment of peace? What was that? So this is what Kundalini awakening and, uh, self-realization is. You, you are aware of it. And, uh, you, you get into touch with your own spirit. And Tagore speaks about the, the lotus flower, which is represented as the Sarastra, right, yeah. the thousand petal lotus, which we can feel opening if you are deep enough to have that great experience of the Sarastra opening as the thousand-petaled lotus of the Sarastra. Yes. And there's another There's another poem by Blake in which he refers to flowers. He says, Thou perceivest the flowers put forth their precious odours, and now none can tell how from so small a centre come such, a sweet, such sweets, forgetting that within that centre eternity expands. And that's how we feel. We we feel this eternal joy and bliss as we uh, when we have our realization, and it grows. Initially, it's very subtle, but we this feeling of peace grows as we as we go on. And it's it's this it's really the present that we're is existing in, where, where we experience this joy. And there are various terms for the, for this nirvana. The, the kingdom of heaven and various other the, the energy of nature uh, and this is we w the future doesn't exist and the past is over and when we can achieve that present state that's when we that's when we get the best out of ourselves and that's when we live in the greatest degree of harmony with ourselves now Anil is going to take us through this self-realization process as taught by Sri Mataji and if you at home just sit in a chair comfortably you can sit on the ground put your hands out towards the radio the radio through the, the these vibrations this energy can actually come through the airwaves and through your radio so you'll be able to experience it as a cool breeze you may feel numbness on your fingers tingling at the worst you'll feel a just uh, you'll feel more peaceful anyway, and by practicing it, this you, you'll become, you'll 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 feel it more. So over to you, Anil. Yes, um, 
important thing that you are comfortable when you are experiencing this meditation, this Kundalini awakening. And if you're sitting on the floor, uh, you can sit very comfortably. If it's on chair, just make sure you're comfortable. If any belts tight around, you can loosen it up. And uh, if you have any shoes or chapels on house, if you could take them out so you can actually use Mother Earth, uh, energy of Mother Earth to, uh, to help awaken this our energy. And we put up our hands, palm open towards the radio, as Justin said. And we sit down quietly for a few minutes. And then I'm going to ask you to go through this um, using your right hand on your different part of your body. So the first, we're going to use right hand on our heart, on the left side of the heart. So we're working on the left side, which is our side of desire. So we're putting hand on the left hand, on the left heart, right hand on the left heart, then just below the stomach and just below the abdomen and then back on the stomach again, on the heart again and on the shoulder where the neck and head meets and then turning head towards the right and then our forehead, across forehead and the top of our head. So this is how we're going to do. So I will guide you through uh, all this meditation and we're going to do all this exercise while our eyes are closed so our attention can go inside. So we just sit down and close your eyes. And now we, we put our right hand on our left heart. On this center chakra, we had to ask one question within ourselves. We're referring Kundalini as our mother. We ask one question that, Mother, am I the spirit? We ask this question, Mother, am I the spirit? Then you move our right hand on the left side of the stomach. So keep your eyes closed. On this center or chakra, we ask another question. Mother, am I my own master? Am I my own guru? Mother, am I my own guru? And we slowly move our right hand just below the stomach, below the abdomen, where the leg meets. On this center, we are asking for this energy to awaken. So we say that, Mother, please give me pure knowledge, the knowledge of spirit. Mother, Please give me the pure knowledge. Then we move our right hand back again on the stomach, on the left side. 
If you are pure knowledge, then you are your own master. So we say to ourselves, that mother, I am my own master. I am my own guru. Then we move our right hand on our left heart. And if we are, we are our own master, then we are the spirit. On this point, on this chakra, we confirm that Mother, I am the spirit. I'm not this body. I'm not just this body, intellect. Ego, superego, conditioning, future, past. But I'm the pure spirit. I'm eternal spirit. Mother, I am the spirit. I am the Atma. Can we move our right hand on our left shoulder and we turn our head towards the right and keep your eyes closed. On this center we say that if I am the spirit then I am not guilty. How can I be guilty if I am the spirit? We say, Mother, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty of anything. Then you put our right hand across your forehead and bend your heads down. On this center, we ask that we forgive everybody. So we say on this center that, Mother, I forgive everyone and I forgive myself. Because if you don't forgive, it's very hard for Kundalini to pass through this center. So we forgive. So we let go the conditioning. Mother, I forgive everybody. And I forgive myself. our hand on the back of our head and lean backwards. On this center we are asking for forgiveness. We are humbling down and asking 
that mother, please forgive me if I have committed any mistake, knowingly or unknowingly. Please forgive me. And then we put our hand on the top of our head, right hand, on a fontanel bone, and we move clockwise seven times. And at this point we have to ask for the realization. So we ask that mother, please grant me my self-realization. Please awaken my energy. Please give me the experience of the self-realization. Then we just put our hand on our lap and keep your eyes closed and we're meditating for a few minutes.
Well, you should all be feeling. You should all be feeling a bit more peaceful now. Um, you, as as I said, you may feel tingling on your hands or on the top of your head, and this is a process which grows. And if you meditate in the morning, in the evening, for quarter of an hour. Uh, as early as you can in the morning, and then in the evening, just before you go to bed, this, you'll find that this will be very beneficial. Find out how to deepen your meditation experience at one of our collective Sahaja Yoga programs. Practical sessions are held each week at locations around Australia. To find out what's happening in your local area, call 1300 724 252. That's 1300 724 252 or visit us at www.freemeditation.com that's freemeditation.com have a nice week we will see you next week bye bye